Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of a Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. My name is Mike Delisio, and I am joined with Sebastian Dennison, as always. Seb, how's it going? Really good. I think uh, this is going to be another interesting podcast. Um, uh, someone who is near and dear to my heart because we pretty much live the same life, but he's gone about five steps further than me. And I can't wait to start following what he does in the community. So one of uh, probably the the most ideal podcast that we ever do is when we have the opportunity to sit down with a PCCA member. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. And I think um, a lot of our listeners out there are going are going to feel the energy because Bobby Muniz from South Texas definitely brings that. And Bobby, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, welcome. Hey, man, it's fantastic to have you to be on here with you guys. To see you both again, we both we yes, we both have uh, we all have so many things in common. And yeah, I'm energized and really pumped. You know, I've been looking forward to this for two weeks, and, and it's good to actually be doing this now. So thank you for having me on here. Thank you for, for being here. And I, what's really cool about you, Bobby, is that, you know, like Sebastian alluded to is, and, and you have as well, is that we, we live a very similar lifestyle. And um, I, I think you bring a different energy, a different passion to your community base. And I think that's what's going to truly exude today and give people a much better understanding, you know, what made you successful. And we'll talk a bit about your history, you know, when you started and, and opened up your pharmacy. And then obviously, what that has meant today and how you've evolved is going to be really cool for our listeners to hear that journey. And we'll probably touch on this towards the end or at some point in the middle, you also have your own podcast, which is really cool because it's a, it's another avenue of communication and how you have the ability to hopefully outreach to new patients and to bring in new people into your store. And, and we'll have a chance to discuss that as well. And maybe give some ideas to some of our listener base in terms of how they can also leverage something like a podcast in their local community. But before we even get going, you know, brief introduction so people can learn more about you and, and, and we'll, we'll hopefully have an amazing conversation and, and, and kind of give people the understanding of what has made you so successful and that energy that you do bring. Awesome. So a little bit about myself background. Hey, I, I'm an Aggie, Texas A&M. University got to plug Texas A&M because I know there's a lot of people out there that Alabama, Texas, it doesn't matter, right? Hey, that Texas A&M is that's that's where I graduated undergrad, went to pharmacy school, Texas Southern University, had a lot of success after pharmacy school, and 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 really the big, how did I get to where I'm at now, really comes between pharmacy and compounding, right? Of course, the PCCA platform is huge that's a big big part a catalyst of, of, of how I got to where I'm at and uh, learning about compounding uh, going to the classes going to the seminars going to the next level and just always wanting to grow and always wanting more and more and more and wanting to learn right uh, went went beyond that and, and got uh, a fellowship from the American Academy of anti-aging a4m and uh, it was really there that I realized, man, there's just so much more that we're not, as a pharmacist, I feel like I'm not, I'm not tapping into myself and I'm not able to give to my patients. 
And so I, I started doing consultations. So it started back in 2009 with the pharmacy and compounding, right? And in 2012 is when I really dove into more of the anti-aging world and hormone replacement therapy. And it was, it was in, in, when I was working with my patients, I realized, yeah, I can teach them about nutrition. I can teach them about the hormones and I can teach them about stress management and sleep management and all that stuff. But I really didn't have a way of helping them with exercise, which to me is one of the, what I call the four pillars of health, right? Been to seminars all over the United States, read all kinds of books. And guess what? You know, you go, you go to your, your doctor and most of your, uh, problems they start with uh, whether it's triglycerides or blood pressure it starts with health uh, lifestyle modifications well most of our physicians unfortunately skip that right but that's really the solution they skip right over it you can't put a patent on lifestyle modifications and not only that but it takes a lot to teach and train and how many how many minutes do you have with a physician nowadays 10 maybe 15 minutes if you're lucky so I said, hey, let's fill that gap. Let's fill that void and started researching how to learn more about uh, exercise and not just any exercise. I mean, I, I, uh, we really wanted, I wanted to look more into functional fitness. And so I wanted to know more about functional fitness, learn more about functional fitness. I said, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to start my own gym so I can send my patients there. Uh, I, I knew what type of management um what type of fitness I was going to be delivering there. I've got now five coaches that helped me with that process. And so we've created another system where we can, we can send patients to, I wasn't comfortable sending my patients personally to my local, the local gyms here because I didn't know what they were doing. I mean, you know, you hear about CrossFit boxes and all that stuff and nothing against CrossFit when done correctly. CrossFit is amazing, but we also know there's lots of injuries in CrossFit. A lot of, uh, Unfortunately, a lot of times the, the, the students go in there and they, they're not being guided correctly. And so you, you see some injuries, which we, we're trying to avoid through functional fitness. So that was, there was a hole, there was a gap. And that's how I got started in this. That's my background. That's what I love doing. That's my passion. And now recently I'm getting more and more into health and wellness coaching because the next level, right? Hey, we want to get those hormones. We want to get those patients balanced. We want to get the progesterone, the estrogens, DHEA, testosterone, cortisol levels down and all that. But it goes beyond that. And, and, and really what I'm finding is that with most of my patients or students, the reality is they need accountability. You know, Mike, Sebastian, you guys are an exception to the rule, man. You, you guys are, you guys, you have self-accountability, right? Most people don't have that. They need somebody, they need a coach, they need somebody to guide them. And so now in the pharmacy, I'm, I'm actually doing health and wellness coaching where we meet weekly. Not only am I helping them with hormone replacement therapy, but we're sitting down on a weekly basis, sitting, setting goals that usually around, uh, revolve around the four pillars of health, which I call you know, sleep, stress management, nutrition, and exercise. And we're just doing uh, 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 small changes on a weekly period of time. So that, in a nutshell, is what I'm doing, and man, I, I love it. That's my that's my passion. That's it's it's just continues to grow, and I continue to have fun with my with my patients. Bobby, you know, we we can probably tap into those four pillars of health and and discuss what they mean to the community. You know, what were your biggest challenges um, in South Texas alone, uh, just overall in terms of you know trying to reeducate, trying to 
trying to capture your patient and turn them into a student, where did you face a bit of adversity? Yeah, so that's a good question. You know, 75% of my students and patients that I work with are female. Uh, 25% are male. The average age of my student or, or patient is a 45-year-old female with two kids. And so the biggest struggle in getting to, to help my patients after interviewing, I sit down with every single one of them. I interview them all. Uh, I've worked with thousands of, 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 of patients. And the reality, it comes down to a couple of things. One, usually it's a female, right? And guess what? They've always put their kids first. They've always put their husband first. And they've never put themselves first. And once they realized, man, I, if once I put myself first and once I put my nutrition, my exercise, my, my health first, I can actually be a better mother. I can be a better wife. I can be much more successful. So for, for a lot of times, that's the biggest hurdle for my patients is allowing them to realize, man, I can be a better person by just putting myself first. And uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of women have struggled with that, right? Hey, you got to put everybody else first. So that's one of the big, big obstacles. The second obstacle that I, we have, we, we have a, an area filled with diabetic patients. So we have a lot of patients that are on diabetic meds. It's an opportunity to help them, of course. And uh, that is something that we deal with. And we, I, man, love getting people on medications. It's pretty cool. In fact, a lot of people make fun of me and I have no problem with them making fun of me that, hey, you're a pharmacist. Aren't you trying to put met people on drugs? In your program, you're taking people off drugs. Yep, exactly. And I'm proud of it. It's awesome. It's so funny. You're, you're, you're inside my head saying the exact same things that I've been saying since I came out of pharmacy school. Um, you do the A4M and you realize like there's so much more potential that we can do as healthcare providers. And that was one of the things I always said is like, I would love to have a gym attached to a pharmacy. And then that way you can filter your patients directly into a health program. So I guess that begs the next question is if you're getting out there and you're getting in front of it and you're getting people aware of it and you've got those patients, how does it balance out? Like, are you, is it a consultation service? Is it a gym membership? Is it a combined, like, Hey, I sign up for the, for the B, the, the Bobby body, (laughs) Basta move, <laughs> like, what do we call it and how do we get involved? And uh, like, and how does that work for your, for your patients and students? Yeah. So from a business perspective, it's two separate entities. So one of the, one, the name of my, my gym is called training for warriors Harlingen. And it, it isn't, it is an affiliate program. They're training for warriors are they're, they're found all over the world. Uh, and so it's an affiliate program that I'm part of. And initially it was just me. It was me and myself and I starting something, an idea that I had that my wife thought I was crazy about, that I was crazy to want to do. And it, it was started off as a dream, right? And it's just saying, hey, we, I can do this. We can do this. Uh, and it started off with maybe eight students who were willing to take a chance. Things aligned, you know, and, and, and part of that process was, you know, there was a lot of alignment. My daughter, who's now five years old, her name is Ariel. She was born with a birth defect. Uh, she was born with an encephalocele. And when we were at 17 weeks, preg- 17 weeks pregnant with her, the doctors told us she was not going to survive, uh, highly unlikely for her to get uh, to term. And so we were highly encouraged to abort her. And we chose not to. We put her in God's hands. Um, and I'm so glad we did. And 
during that time. The reason that's part of the story is because it was during the time that we moved up to, we were in Dallas to deliver, deliver her. Uh, we met with a, a surgeon up there and the surgeon said, listen, you can have Bobby, you can have the baby down. You can have baby down there in Harlingen, but you don't have a, a, a hospital that's going to be a, equipped to help the baby. She's going to be life flighted to Corpus Christi. I don't know the neurosurgeon down there. I don't know who's, what, what team they have down there, but your, your daughter's going to be in one hospital. Your wife's going to be in another hospital. And guess what? You can't be in two places at one time. And I said, you know what? You're right. At a minimum, let's go up. Let's have the baby up in Dallas. My daughter will be on one floor. My wife will be on another floor. And lo and behold, hey, my daughter was born. She's doing amazing. She's she's doing fantastic. Uh, she's about two years delayed. But my point in the story, it was during that time that I was researching functional fitness and trying to find a program. And I came across Training for Warriors. So it was. It took. I mean, I was researching, researching, researching. Uh, if it hadn't been for that, for Ariel, not training for warriors wouldn't work, right? So the system's set up to where, basically, they come in. I coach them. I'm giving them the workouts. I'm giving them. I'm showing them, uh, helping them with their form, with their function, and then part of that also is I'm giving them, helping them set up with their nutrition. So 28 days, 30 days programming that I give. Because typically what happens is down here, probably most everywhere in the world, people just don't know how to eat. So I'm giving them that guidance to say, here, this is what you do at first. And once we get them to do that, then we go into more of the changes of behavioral changes. That's basically it in a nutshell. So at the, at the pharmacy level, what I do is a little more high end where I sit down with my patients one-on-one -on -one, it's customized based on their needs and so we're doing strategy sessions on a weekly basis one-on-one -on -one consultations on a weekly basis anywhere from six to 12 weeks actually even beyond that i just had a, a patient that uh with that been with me for a year last last month she's down 65 pounds she was unable to sleep when she started with me uh she was um had anxiety she was uh, stressed all the time. Unfortunately, she passed. her husband passed away a year and a half ago. So that was what was causing this. And so, hey, you can't just take a patient like that, throw into a gym and think that she's going to be fine. It requires unique, customized, one-on-one -on -one conversations, plus the hormones, plus the supplementation, right? And so that's basically what we do in a nutshell. So I got training for warriors on one side. And we and, and actually, what it's it doc, Dr. Bobby Muniz that's in the pharmacy, and that's how we we brand it really so bad. I know you're laughing, but hey, that's 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 how we brand it. Not, and not uh, laughing, smiling. I love it. Yeah, and so and so I know that people are asking. I'll probably thinking, and uh, Mike alluded to this earlier, the podcast, right? Really, the way it started, what from a from a marketing perspective, what what I've done is, um, it starts with the Facebook group. Right. And Harlingen Healthy Living is a face. I created a Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, just like you guys have at PCCA, I put my target market in there. I invited them in there. I invited all those people in there. I've, I've invited physicians in there, uh, people who support the pharmacy. And it's through that and daily uh, uh, posts that I've been able to grow Harlingen Healthy Living. From that, then I started the podcast. The podcasts basically are with uh, not only patients, but also physicians that support the community and also support a healthy 
Harlingen, a healthy living lifestyle. Does that make sense, Mike? Makes it makes complete sense to me. And I think um, there's a there's a beauty in all this because you know we've we're we're we've completed ourselves over 55 episodes, whatnot. And you know, we touched on so many things that you've done that we've alluded to as being super important. So like the creation of a Facebook page or the creation of a Facebook group, interacting with patients or interfacing with them through different medias like social media and, and social channels that give you the ability to broadcast messaging, talk more about what you're doing in the pharmacy rather than the day-to-day -day, uh, consultations. Obviously, that's another scope of the importance of your success. And I think um, we've also preached that as well, you know, the importance of overall patient consultation. So I think Bobby, you know, at the surface, what it, what it means to me is that you've combined all the things that we've discussed and now you're talking about it in, you know, in, in a few sentences or in a few minutes and talk about the importance of, you know, patient consultations, um, thinking outside the box and thinking of pillars of health, which are so important to a patient population. And now you're talking about integrating social media channels and communicating with your, your patients in different ways. The podcast is obviously a component of that. And I know you're on SoundCloud, which is really cool because it's, it still gives people the, the ability to listen on a mobile device through a, a browser. And it doesn't necessarily need to be on a dedicated podcast channel. It could be something so simple like recording a conversation on Zoom, taking that MP3 file, uploading it onto SoundCloud and still giving the ability to broadcast to a wide array of people. I think before we even get there, Bobby, one thing that I think is so important is it might not necessarily be incredibly important for compounding, but let's talk about functional fitness because I think for the most part, some people, and it's probably the biggest gap in the world is that a lot of people still don't understand what functional fitness means. And it, it doesn't mean... Um, you know, lifting 250 pounds over your head, it doesn't necessarily mean jumping on a 36 inch box, um, you know, varying intensity for what a 17 or 18 year old athlete can do compared to a 78 year old female, you know, stepping on a six inch box multiple times and maintaining a level of intensity for that individual, you know, varies in, in kind, but doesn't vary in intensity. And I think it's so important for individuals to learn more about functional fitness because of that gap in, I guess you can call it not necessarily athleticism, but just staying active. And I think a lot of people still don't understand what functional fitness is. It's not getting on an elliptical bike for 20 minutes. It's not standing in a squat rack doing bicep curls um, and then texting their friends for 35 minutes in between sets. So you're laughing because you know that both of what I've just described is not necessarily effective. There's, there's, there's more effective ways in spending your time in the gym. And I want you to tap into that because I think that's what you're doing with your patients. And yeah. it's so important to learn the differences that you can make with anybody from 15 to 85 or 90 years old. Whereas it's not telling them, you know, you need to go to the gym. That, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. And I think that's the biggest problem right now with individuals who are seeking to stay more active. And that's where they fall off the curve. It's not about running 10 K it's not about getting on an elliptical bike. It's not about doing bicep curls. Right. Uh, so talk more about how you influence and how you help train and, and hopefully gain or hopefully appeal to a broader audience 
and describe the, the level of functional fitness that you train and you teach? Awesome. Great question. And at, at the most basic level, what is functional fitness? And, and the way I describe functional fitness is basically basic movements that we're going to use in an everyday life. So if I'm squatting down, guess what? I'm squatting down to pick up my baby. It's the same form as squatting weights on my back. If I'm doing shoulder presses, right? Shoulder presses, I'm putting boxes up, right? And so we're learning the proper movements that we can adapt and use in everyday life so that we can prevent injuries. At its most basic definition, that's what we're doing. Beyond that, what we're doing now is also taking the science of, of aging, and we're adapting uh, certain things. So one of the things that we'll, we, people always ask, well, what's the best way to work out, right? And, and the research shows that the best way to work out is not a marathon, right? It's not running a marathon. In fact, if you have long distance run, I, I know we have long, a lot of long distance runners, part of the PCCA community. I, I realize that. But the science tells us, right? And, and I say this on purpose because I want to make you mad right? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, man, you but, are stepping in it. <laughs> I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. Hey, the reality is though, the science is there. Hey, look at your long distance runners. They look old. They look aged. They look tired, right? It's because of what they're doing, right? You look at your short distance sprinters and their bodies are full and they're muscular, right? We know that based on science, we need to have a short period of compressed exercise, whether it's weights or uh, high intensity interval training. So 45 minutes to, to an hour is your ideal time, right? And so I like to use the analogy of a, of a, of a, of a, a high pressure cooker, right? We put food in a high pressure cooker, you cook it for five, 10 minutes, man, you have a fantastic meal. You take that same food and put it in there for 45 minutes, 60 minutes and under compression, under, under pressure. And you got crap. I mean, the only thing you changed was the time and the pressure, right? It's the same thing with our bodies. And so uh, we, we, we basically are trying to get 45 minutes to an hour. What we do with our system is we have two days of resistance training. In fact, it's Mondays and Fridays. We're doing resistance training. With, which, with compounded exercises, which means, hey, I'm doing squats, I'm doing deadlifts, I'm doing bench presses. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing high intensity interval training. We're bringing up the uh, heart rate, we're bringing up the, the intensity. And here's the beautiful thing about this program, right? I mean, I don't know, I don't even know if anybody's ever mentioned this on, on this show or, or outside of this, but we're following cortisol pa uh, patterns. You and I both, we all know that with cortisol levels, if I'm going to Orange Theory, nothing against Orange Theory, a great program, but hey, if you're working out high intensity hits Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, man, there's a huge impact on your cortisol levels and you're going to at some point burn out and you can say, man, I'm, I'm awesome. What, what all your cortisol levels are high. Then you go home to family that four or five kids, cortisol levels are high going to work, cortisol levels are high. When do you recover? You don't. And at some point in time, you have problems, right? And so what I like is, hey, have that slight increase in cortisol levels with your workouts, right? Resistance training. Yeah, it's going to be tough on Monday. Then on Tuesday, have an even higher intensity. And then Wednesday, take that day off to recover the cortisol levels. 
come back up on Thursday, high intensity, and then come down on Friday and then go into the weekend. So we have cortisol patterns through the week that are coming up and down and we have fantastic, fantastic results. Now this is for anti-aging. This is for a 40 year old and above. It works with kids too, but you're right, Mike. I mean, a younger kid who's going to play football or basketball or hockey, their level of competition is so much different than ours. Their testosterone levels or cortisol levels recover so much more differently, the growth hormone, et cetera. But when you follow this type of training, especially 40 plus, man, the results are amazing. So the definition of functional fitness, plus the fact that, hey, we're not only, we, we want to, we want, most people don't like working out. I mean, Mike, Sebastian, me, we're an exception to the rule. We, we live for it. We love it. My wife thinks I'm crazy too. Why are you going on a Saturday? Hey, we love doing it. Most people don't like working out. What they like are the results, right? And most people really, when we compress the time and say, hey, if you only need to do it 45 minutes, four days a week, that's more manageable than, hey, six days a week, two hours. And so we just apply that. And so again, the research science is there to support the time and, and, the, and the type of movements. Make sense, Mike? Mike? I, I'm gonna jump in and, and kind of echo something, but it's also important to understand who's designing the programs that you're kind of adhering to because Orange Theory, yes, it's great, but the person who designed the program isn't a 45-year-old mother of two who Correct. is saying, I've got 40 minutes and I've and I'm read all of the science. This is someone who's done an exercise science program and is like 26 and they're like, sweet, I've got a business pro program. I think, Bobby, what you're, you're really touching upon is sort of a confluence of, I've got patients who are already sort of staring down health issues. Uh, they've already got some other issues that are driving them into the pharmacy. That's your first point of contact. And now you're applying a lot of the principles that you've already talked about with respect to compounding, personalized medicine, personalized training, um, doing the appropriate assessments, trying to mimic and get that person to go in the right direction with constructive, useful a programming for their yep. fitness, but then also backing it up nutrition supplements, um, that coaching, not just at the physical level and check your form, but that coaching in that health coaching behind you. And then the pharmacy comes in way behind that. And it's like, Hey, by the way, we can throw in some drugs here that is appropriate for you. And so it's like, it's a personalized approach to health and life. And so you've extended the compounding aspect in, in so much further ways. It, it's brilliant. It's, and it's so fun to see. Um, oh, by the way, the first time I think I met you, you were doing like push-ups. <laughs> the last time I saw you, I think we were working out together. So yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. Um, yeah. But now the next question is, where do you see it going next? Like not just the fitness aspect, but where do you see this going in your community? Are you still seeing that traction? Are you seeing the growth, especially in light of what's happening with COVID? Are you getting more people who are like, yeah, I can't even go to my local gym. I need some help. Are you doing a digital format too? Yeah. So great question, Sebastian. And I'll tell you that we, you know, when COVID hit in March, uh, we saw it coming uh, from a mile away. We, were, we try to be as proactive as possible. And so we had already started, uh, started Zoom calls, Zoom, using Zoom as a platform with our workouts. And so it's interesting. I've got patients in New York. I've got uh, students through Training for Warriors at, in, out of New York, Pennsylvania, California. One of my students started with me during COVID March uh, and she just sent me a, a, a picture of herself two days ago. She's lost 45 pounds, 35 inches, 
I mean, she looks like a whole different person and she's been doing all her workouts, all of her nutritional consultations via Zoom. So people always ask, well, does it work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it works. It works really well. And it's, it's all about accountability, right? And so whether it's in the pharmacy or whether it's in a gym, it can be set up via Zoom. Most of my, a, a lot, about 50% of my calls at the pharmacy are via Zoom. And so I can meet with them. I can talk to them, uh, review their health, figure out what their goals are. And we meet weekly and they do it, you know, and I, and, and uh, we get results that way. So it's definitely doable. Whether it's, that's the beautiful thing about COVID. Lots of people are complaining about COVID, right? Everybody's mad, man. And God, 2020 is the worst year. It's been a tremendous year for us. You know, there's so many opportunities if you just look around and one of them is health and wellness, right? People are sitting on their butts, 20, 25 pounds of weight gain during COVID. And there's opportunities to help these people be through health and wellness, through nutrition, through compounding. And so when you're doing like not only your health coaching and your, your training for your students, are you also doing like your uh, hormone counseling, your other counseling through the same Zoom platforms? Did you get an account through Zoom? Is this how you set it up and you just send them an email link and you kind of get them going? Or are you doing, um, you know, the cell phone deal too? Like, you know, there's multiple avenues, right? So what's interesting with the gym world, right, is they're extremely efficient and effective when it comes to marketing and creating uh, systems to get their clients, to get our clients in there. So I've learned these systems through, through the gym world and I've adapted them to the pharmacy. Okay, so one of the things that we use is we actually use a calendar system uh, to set our meetings up. It creates efficiency. The patient looks at my calendar sets it up automatically and when that is generated it sends it to my google calendar it sends them an automated zoom link so if it's in a zoom meeting they'll have that link ahead of time right and so a lot of automation i'm a big big believer in automation to a certain extent because again right sebastian hit it right on the nail we want to personalize everything whether it's nutrition exercise and hormones so we want to automate the stuff that we don't really need to be touching and then we really want to have that personalized touch, right? At the end, that's the final thing. And so with Zoom, yeah, I have an account, a Zoom account it's uh, uh, that I use and everything I do is through Zoom. And actually I have two Zoom accounts, one for the pharmacy and one for the gym, right? Because we use the gym Zoom account daily for workouts um, and for consultations over there with my coaches. And then at the, at the pharmacy level, it's all consultations that I'm using it for. But there's a beautiful system in place that happens. And, and uh, I know that you, maybe you've talked about CRMs before. I don't know in the past, but I use a CRM that's really amazing. It's very powerful. Uh, it's, it's through Infusionsoft. And so in, in a nutshell, since we talk about marketing, I think you do marketing in the past, right? Um, somebody comes in through a funnel, right? And it come, they come in through a Facebook ad or, or they see my website. They come in through that. Uh, the first thing we want them to do is book a strategy session. So I don't even talk to them. They go to my booking calendar, they look and read and they say, okay, I want to do this. That then sends an automation to my calendar, gives them a zoom link. Then I'm notified via text message that I've got somebody interested. And then I get reminders. Then we have our meeting. We figure out what's going on. What I do is a 30 minute free 
strategy session to figure out just to see, hey, do you like me? Do I like you? Do we want to work together? Right. And then at the end of that, I basically say, hey, let's let's uh, these, this is what I have to offer. If you need me to help you to get from point A to point Z faster, I'm willing to do that. And then the process starts. So that's basic, basically how my automation works. There's a lot of marketing involved. I do a lot of Facebook marketing, uh, social, and we're one of the only pharmacies in Valley that does social media. I mean, I, it, I love it. And again, a lot of that knowledge comes from the, from the gym world, but it's very, very, uh, very effective. You know, what's, what's funny, Bobby, is I was, my next question was going to be, you know, what would you want to leave to our audience that is trying to, you know, emulate what you've done and, and really try to start ground up and apply patient consultation, uh, apply functional training to regimens, looking at diet, looking at sleep, thinking about cortisol and having a, an holistic functional medicine approach to overall health. And then you, you tied it in with what are next steps. So potentially get a CRM, which in a nutshell is the ability to to catalog or database, you know, patients that you do obviously business with, uh, potential prospects and, and people that are not necessarily within your ecosystem that you want to bring in. And then how you're also interfacing and communicating with these people, uh, constantly through, you know, social media campaigns, which it sounds like you're doing effectively and you're growing your, your base in a year where, as you said, people have thought this is the biggest challenge in the world which it's been health-wise. However, there's still a lot of business opportunity and the ability to expand your current, your current patient base and your current pharmacy model, uh, regardless of the situation around all of us. So that was a question. You've, you've, you've alluded to it in terms of what you're doing. And I think you know just the integration of a CRM and the ability to create a strong patient follow-up program was something that we also discussed with Aaron a while back and we, we realized that there was a tremendous importance with creating strong patient follow-up programs. And sometimes the integration of a CRM is so important. So I'm happy that you brought that up because I know a lot of our pharmacies look for what CRM to use. And there's a lot of ones that are free. You don't have to go absolutely crazy and buy the most sophisticated um, CRM like Salesforce, for example. You know, those are things that are more structured for, for larger organizations, for larger sales teams. You can still acquire open source CRMs that are available for the most part free or maybe a small amount per month and still have the ability to, to capture leads, funnel your, your overall prospects, know where your, your patients land and, and what to do with them next. So I'm really happy that you brought that up because I think it was, it was something that I wanted to have you allude to and expand on, you know, what would be a next step for uh, any recommended for our membership, really, you know, if, if they are interested in learning more about emulating what you've done, I think what I wanted to also leave off with is, you know, potentially finding you on Facebook and, and seeing what you've done. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're definitely someone who loves to share. You're, you're here for a reason. Um, how would you welcome PCCA members and other community pharmacists from learning more about what you've done with Facebook specifically so that they can have a better understanding of, you know, developing something from the ground up? Hey, great question. And yes, I love sharing. And, and, and I was actually right before you started talking about it, I said, you know what, I have an idea. I'll share the idea with a little bit. I know we're, we're, we're cutting it short in time, but yeah, see the CRM is like the brains behind everything. 
You cannot, you have to have a CRM. The automation, there's so much automation that I use. Guess what? Follow-up is huge. I send thank you cards. I send um, follow-up emails through my automation. So I have a whole nurture sequence all built in my CRM that they're getting. That I don't, it's automated. It's automated. And it looks like it's very personal, but it's automated, right? So that's critical. And so what, what, what the idea that I have, Mike and Sebastian, if you guys are interested, man, why don't we have a workshop? I mean, I basically have taken what I've learned in the gym world. I've implemented it at the pharmacy. Why not just expand and have a workshop so that we can do? And I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll share with everybody. Hey, this is this is the platform I use. This is how we set it up step by step. And that way, at the end of, a, of the workshop, maybe eight or ten hours, they have built something out that they can use at their pharmacy. I don't know. It's just that's the way I think, man. I think big. If that's something you guys want to do, just let me know. So I think that's going to be episode two uh, with Bobby. <laughs> that's going to be a long episode. I, something that I never really considered as being, you know, really at the forefront. I've had more requests about CRMs in the past few months. And I think it's because I think a lot of pharmacies in general have been paying more attention, not necessarily on patient follow-up programs, but also, you know, how to manage, you know, who they want to stay in contact with. And I think that's really at the heart of what a CRM is. It's not... It's not a Rolodex for a sales team. It's also an overall database of how you're developing nurture campaigns. And a nurture campaign by default is how do you want to have that automated touch to a lot of these individuals on a consistent basis? And, and how do you get the word out? So Bobby, you've, you've set the groundwork and the foundation for our next episode. And I, I think we would probably love to use a mortar and pestle for that platform you know, rather than creating a whole separate workshop, let's, let's talk about CRM the next time and the overall, where you started, you know, how you vetted potential options, how you chose the one that was so important to you, you know, talking about the financial cost and the resources that you've allocated. Um, and as well as how that's tied into your marketing strategy, because I think that's all encompassing. And this is only a, a small component or a big component of it, but uh, in reality, it's part of a broader strategy. And I, and I think a lot of pharmacies are missing the boat on all this. And I think that's what, what you've done such a great job today is talking about how you've been effective, you've been successful, but it's beyond just on what you're doing with patients. It's also your outreach that becomes monumental at this point. Yep, I agree. And we can do it. Just let me know when you want to do it. We'll do it. We're probably going to bug you soon. And I think it's something that, you know, if, if everyone's followed along through this episode and listened to the very end, um, it's going to be the perfect teaser for, for the continuation. So we'll probably have to set up another time with you before the end of the year and, and, and obviously dedicate a whole podcast to what we were discussing. Cause I think it was a perfect segue and I appreciate you bringing all that up. Hey Mike, if I can end with this, man, you know what, uh, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll tell both of you and, and our listeners, the reality is when it comes down to it, I love what I do. I love my patients. I love my my students, and that they drive me. My family drives me. My students, my patients drive me. And, you know, for a period of time, the regular pharmacy world was not for me. I mean, I was, I was a pharmacist. I was practicing it. But when I really got into my niche and really felt fell in love with helping people at a whole different level that nobody else can do around here, man, that that's for me. That's my passion. That is just my passion. So my, my message to all of you guys, hey, if you haven't tapped into that, tap into that, man. 
take it to the next level. Ask yourself, why are you doing this so that you can take it to the next level? Yeah, there's there's money involved. There is marketing and all that stuff behind it. But guess what? The success doesn't come from money. The success comes from being happy and helping your helping your patients and, and being with your family. Really, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head. And I think it was also something that we've heard from Mark Gonzalez, who's a member of our clinical services team and and talked about delivering passion in, in your marketing efforts and and always falling back to that because if you're doing something you're not passionate about, it's not going to work. And, and you need to have passion for your patients. And I think you do such a great job at it. I'm happy you have the ability to record with us because I, I know people can hear the energy. They can, they can feel who you are as well as a pharmacist and as a business owner. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Bobby. I look forward to recording the next episode. It's my pleasure, Mike, Sebastian. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Make it a great day. Yeah. I will. And people will find you, Bobby. Um, Harlingen Healthy Living is, is where they will find you and also have the ability to listen to what you've done as a podcast. Um, and hopefully a lot of our listeners will be directed in, into that area of your world so they can learn more about what you've done for your patients in Harlingen and within the Valley of South Texas. Thank you for, to all of our listeners out there for, for tuning into this week's episode. As always, if you do not follow us, make sure you subscribe to any platform that you have obviously found a mortar and pestle. And if not, please uh, follow us on all of our social media channels, whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Until next time, my name is Mike Delicio, and we'll talk to you soon.